You're good at so many things, but counting me in is not one of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just get it. Three. It's the kind of thing where. Two. <laughs> three. Two. One. Now click. Listen. Like you really. I mean, it, it gives if me joy to not... say you suck at that <laughs> because there's so little that if... you suck at that I love it. Okay. If you have okay, not discovered. <laughs> if you have not discovered. That repetition and routine are the enemy. Is really, of- <laughs> just so fucking boring. I'm sorry, I can't. My brain's like, don't do it the same way. I mean, I, do you know how famous I would be on Broadway? I would have every fucking Tony, but I'd have to do the same thing over every night of my over. life for a year. Yeah, the same thing every night of my life for a year. The same Eight thing times every a night week, of my right? life for a year. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. I'm already irritated having you repeat it. Life dysmorphia, zombies, and outside Melissa's box. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. We are coming out of the gate so fucking hot today. I am down and ready and here for it. Hi, Ames. Oh, my God. How are you? You traveled. You were walking in Memphis. I super was. And I didn't do any Memphis things. Did you eat? I was. No, I mean, of course I ate because I. that's all you do when you're traveling someplace. And I was brought there by others who wanted my time and brain. So part of that means they want to treat you every single meal like at a certain point I was like I can do this you guys go do that part and I'll just take a moment and a meal to myself I love their company it was super great but it's a little bit like being in an an Indian wedding it's sort of like this is a lot this is a a lot of attention and joy and there's even more okay great and another feast is coming so it's a lot of feasting so all good all great surprising amount of seafood and fish in Memphis I mean I guess they're right on a river but what? It was a lot of that. Now I want to go to an Indian wedding. Yes, with the saris, but the, I'm not crazy about the exposed waste. But other than that, they're really good and fun. And I think maybe your feet hurt after a while. I went to an Indian wedding once. It wasn't, it was elaborate, but it was also um, not the kind of like TikTok Hollywood craziness. And it, it may that I've seen of late. So, you know, 30 years later. But it also may be that 30 years on, they've gotten more elaborate. Quinceañeras maybe were not always as elaborate today or before as they are today. Like it might be something that just continues to evolve. Like sadly for us, gender reveals. It might just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because I think Indian wedding, Indian hospitality is intentionally, we now, you know, we are proof of our joy and gratitude is in the way that we shower our guests and envelop them with luxury and the best of the that the entire world has to offer so I mean the bigger that is that means the bigger the joy maybe I, love I don't think that. it's a showy thing no, I love yeah, that I, that's what I perceive the to more be, yeah. everybody who's ever met you is invited to share your joy and I love that and there's one thing I guess from movies that I've seen in Indian weddings that is also in a a Jewish, like more towards the Orthodox side, but a very Jewish wedding, the concept of entertaining the bride and groom 
and how they sit on chairs while their friends come and dance for them and put on a show and costumes are involved and props are involved. And it is, like you said, just joy on top of joy. And I love all these customs. I love watching them. A family opens their themselves up to you and, and envelops you to share their joy. And I think that's incredibly beautiful. And I like being a part of it. Okay, you said... I don't like the fact that you have exposed midriffs, but I love the saris, love the clothes, love the experience. Can you agree that in general, people are pretty dysmorphic about the way they see themselves? (laughs) Yes, I can. It could go both ways. It, It is detrimental to women who don't reach potential because they hide parts of themselves because they do not see themselves appropriately. And strangely, I feel like the opposite is true with men. They don't see that they're just a man and they limited. Have, they have reverse yes. imposter syndrome. Yes. 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 Why? They have reverse dysmorphia. Why is that yeah. gender linked, yeah. it seems? I, I'm just here to say I actually aspire yeah. to... to body dysmorphia where I look great but I somehow think I don't look great like that's my aspiration I would love the actual to supersede the mental because my dysmorphia hinges on this idea that I sort of have an idea about myself and it's so interesting you raise this because I noticed an article this morning don't know if it came out this morning there's a phenomenon scientifically that the older you get the older that you get the less accurately Uh-oh. you judge your own age that's true and that on and that on average people over 40 on average report that they feel how old do you feel 20 years younger than they are and they're surprised every time that they sort of learn how old are you and it feels like you know you see yourself in the mirror or whatever and it's like i guess so i guess so and and bully for you that you feel better than you look and why is it and why do we have such a hard time meaning old no longer I mean, 50, when you were 18, was dead. It was old. 50 was, it was 50 old. 50 was, have you picked out the home? Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> right? 50 was fucking old. And now I'm like, I remember 50. That was a couple years ago. Dee-dee, where we drinking? <laughs> like, I don't. Do you know what? I'm still acting like, unfortunately for everyone else, like I'm 18. Any event. Photos are the same way, right? This body dysmorphia that happens in photos. And I had a lot of photos taken of me just this past weekend unbeknownst to me Uh uh-oh well i specifically am moving into a period in my life where i want to dress the way i feel right and by that i mean i had coming out of covid i had spent a little bit of time on this platform called tiktok i don't know if you're familiar i'm familiar (laughs) And I got into the beige period and I'm still in it on some level because nothing, nowhere. I actually, in my guest bedroom, I worked really hard to keep it to three colors that could be described as neutral because I, I was aware that for a guest in my home, there is nowhere that it's not a, a chaos explosion of joy in the form of color Pops, and pattern yeah. and tone and everything. So I, I recognize the need for quiet somewhere for someone who might need it, right? 
Then TikTok and COVID came along and I started getting into this. I'm even wearing a beige sweater as we sit here talking. And it was like, oh, tone on tone, monochromatic. And then you see all the girls. I'm not a Stanley mug user, but you get, you're getting a picture, right? Their hair and their skin and their clothing and their mug and their sneakers and their car and their life is all within three degrees of saturated tone of one another. And it's all bone, ecru, white, sand. Or as my friend Jenny would say, oatmeal. 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 It is uh, oatmeal. Okay. (laughs) It is definitely oatmeal. Yeah. And that's a good look. And I like it. And then for some reason, somebody said something along the lines like for habits, if people see your habits and don't know you at all, they should immediately know what your goals are, are in life. They should immediately know what's important to you if they see a day in your life. And that scared the shit out of me because I was like, okay, nine hours of fishdom. (laughs) <laughs> and 61 hours of TikTok. Does your phone beep and say, you All before 9 a.m. You're down yes. on hours this week. I, I don't know what happened to you. Did we break up? God, you, you are a guru. It's so funny. My phone actually told me as I walked into this office, yeah. to my office, the home office, it said you're down four hours and whatever minutes over last week. And I was like, really? How? Because I feel like I was on the phone Because you were the time. productive and you traveled <clears> and you <throat> saw people and you engaged with uh, proprietors this very, of restaurants. This very long walk by way of saying I have, and maybe because fashion, if you've noticed, is moving in this direction as well. If you notice people are wearing larger clothes than they need to. The style has gone from very body conscious to oversized, overscale with bright, color and I'm into it so I'm rapidly gathering up sometimes the style is skinny jeans with a button fly down the front and you know like a tit top like things that I'm never going to embrace so I just wait for that style to be over so the confluence of events here is that bright colors in larger clothing in bring it bring it so I've been scooping up all this stuff and I went on this trip and I'm wearing new stuff that's all pow, 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 ping, ping, wow, wow, wee, all this kind of stuff. And I was so excited to have a place to wear it and to, to be doing it and everything else. And I just really was feeling good every morning when I put it on and people complimenting me when you walk down the street, all the things. And then, Uh-oh. you know, my client was so proud of me. I'm, I have a fear of heights. And there was a stunning sunset. So I had to walk out onto the roof to get the picture, and I did. It, you would think I was doing some sort of bomb crawl. I was like holding on to the edge of the building. Somebody hold regular. my feet while I take yes, this picture. It was, just, <laughs> it was just an outdoor patio, but I was treating it like oh, no. I was dangling from a plane. So I walked out. Well, I just get freaked out. So anyway, I walked out there, and I got the picture. And She was so proud of me for doing that that she took a picture of me taking the picture because she's like, now you have proof. Look at yourself. And I was like, great. And I saw the picture and I wanted to slap her phone directly into the river. I couldn't believe what was in the phone. It was the worst photograph ever. And she, all she saw was how proud she was. And she doesn't know anything about me in Heights. She just saw me acting like this, you know, frigid woman grasping with Dracula claws to the edge of the brick facade so I don't fall. And instead it was like, What's more important here, capturing this moment, which I love, or dealing with my fear? And so she just, in a split second, she was proud of that, and that picture encapsulates it. And for me, all I saw is, why on earth did you buy or wear that dress that you loved? Because you look like a carnival cotton ball in the worst possible manner, and the pose that you're doing when you hold the phone to study to look into the phone... It's like I added 
a whole neighborhood's worth of jowls under because you're doing the you're doing the really like no one looks good when they look down and i have mastered it the not looking good when i look down i'm a pro conversely i took a picture of these three women in front of their agency door right the three principals of the agency and it was super casual we were not going into the agency we just stopped by to grab something everybody dressed almost in weekend clothes and it was such a stunning picture they should use it on their profiles now they just look natural and great and beautiful and i'm like and i'm doing something really bold and brave and fantastic in clothes that make me feel like a million dollars and when i actually saw it i was like what wow i i've made a big disconnect from reality do you so I guess think that's good do you think those three women looking at the picture you took say uh I can't believe this is how I look. I really thought I was killing it when I left to the go to the I this truly don't. Today. I truly don't. I think it, it it was a flattering photo of these three women. I've seen them in life. I've seen them as humans. I've seen them looking down at menus. I, they all are normal looking. They don't have problems. But in any event, it was the kind of thing where I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's a really good photo. Like you just, you can tell. When somebody takes a good photo, it's good news. Why right? don't we see ourselves as others see our, see us? I almost ourselves. Is it twice. everybody though? I'm in a moment it's where everybody. I am. But I'm changing my body right now. I'm, I'm in a very long walk to alter the shape and the function of my body. I want to be stronger, more resilient, more flexible, all those things. And in fairness, I want to weigh less pounds than I weigh. So I'm actively attempting to do all this. They're not doing any of that shit. They're just not. They're they're living their it's best. It's not on life. their own. No, and they're they're whether they're naturally or whether they work at it behind the scenes every waking second, unknown to me, they're where they need to be. And didn't think about it to the point where there are a lot of fucking stairs where we, there were 24 stairs to get to their office. And then, and I know this because I nearly died going up these fucking stairs because they're old Memphis stairs. So you remember before there were things like health code and, or whatever it's called, building code, and the stairs, they would put staircases in place that are too narrow to have a staircase. Yeah, and they're not uniform and the, you're not guaranteed One of them is like triple and, height, right. the tread, and then the other one is too short, so you almost die. Like it was a lot of, there were, everywhere you go, stairs, 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 hill, hill, walk, walk. And they just, they didn't, they weren't even aware of it. It was like moving from the sofa to the kitchen for them. It was Thursday, and, right. Okay. Yeah, so, so that's why I'm questioning how many of us really do look at a photo and think, wait a minute what I, I'm great How, who's in that picture like that's what I think every time I see a picture and I don't love that I would love to be in a place where and I've had it a few times in my life but too rare to remember where I look at a photo and I think she looks good oh that me like that's I want to be there and I'm in the opposite place of it do most people just look at a picture and like that photo is representative and good or that never. photo is representative and bad? I think most people do. I'd, I've never had an experience where I looked at a photo and I said, you're killing it or that's actually <laughs> accurate or I've, I've in recent memory, I can't. And I look at my children every year. I pick a photo, a family, one family photo to put on a magnet to send to all of our very nearest and dearest to hang on their refrigerator or any metal surface they have in their home, put it on your car. I don't care. Don't put it on your car. I'm begging you, don't put it on your car if you get one from us. I cannot get the four of us to agree on a picture. And when I show it to each human, 
the only person they see is themselves. They That's do the not part that see. I really get frustrated when there's a beautiful picture of the other. And that person is like, ew, why do you think that's beautiful? And I'm like, because that's better than you actually fucking look. That's that's your best look. You, and they look at it and think, you no can't way. say that to them, though. You can't say. Oh, I say it. The, my favorite <laughs> are the people who the people who on Facebook put the worst possible. Fo- they pick this weird ass, ridiculous profile picture that is not only not representative, it is not flattering. That's the question. And somehow yeah. they love it. They're like, this is my pinnacle photo. And I'm so excited. Can you believe it? You guys look great. And I'm like, you don't look like you. And I wouldn't want to look like the person that you just picked that doesn't look like you. Like, what are you doing? You look better than both of these. Right. Stop it. Wait, how, who, hit, when does that happen? Never. What? <laughs> well, I, my sister-in-law once said to me, really stuck with me, because this is going back more than a dozen years. She said, I've, the only photograph I've ever felt good about was my wedding day. Oh, really? That's a big fucking statement That's somebody to make. else. Well, first of all, that's something you worked on for like a year. That's somebody else doing your makeup and hair. And I mean, for me, it was somebody else doing my makeup and hair and then me washing my face and re-showering and just saying, look, this is what I look like. So get used to this. Um, but that's like heavy crane lifting. That's the only time you've ever felt like you looked good. It's such a weird comment because you want to feel like yourself beautiful and also frankly you want to feel at the height of your beautifulness right I'm trying not to make it all fixated on what is external beauty but there's this there's this kind of aura of the joyful beauty that you are on your wedding day how how could you ever be because you're the most beautiful when you're happy so how could you ever be more beautiful because you're never more happy you know all right. that all that fantasy romance bullshit mindset crap thank you for making it bs mindset crap part of it's in there when she says I, that's the that's the best photo, but but also, so you're happy that you have one, but you got a long life. You've got one photo that you felt beautiful. That's not right. That also brings up for me the I had nothing to do with the planning of my wedding. I had nothing to do with it. I was actually told at one point. If you were a normal child, you would come home and help me plan this wedding. Like the quotes I could give you from that very stressful time. Um, oh, which was followed by, not that you've ever been normal. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Sharon, I'm what? Feeling um, great. And, feeling great about me. And would she remember that comment? Never. She would never remember I that. I never said that to you. That's exactly. And I will never forget it. So one of us you know, is glossing over and the other one has it etched as a tramp stamp on my lower back because I can never Jesus. forget, right? Never forget. Good night. I don't understand why we only see the worst in ourselves. I have act- always finished a Marco Polo, finished a something and then or looked up from my phone when that camera opens and you see yourself with all that and you go, ugh, ugh, like you're shocked at what you see. Right. However, that's not what you look like normally. I had a conversation with my husband where I said, look, on my best day, on my best day, looking fly as fuck, meaning <laughs> wow. I'm happy with it. <laughs> I'm a seven and a half on my. Who's, that's him talking about himself? That's me talking about myself. Okay. Uh, first of all, fly as fuck was an interesting reference coming out of his face, but okay. No, it was mine. It, the, the seven and a half. I would give my, on a really good day where <laughs> I have. Scale of one to five. Where I, where I have worked hard for 
I don't know, whatever I worked out to get into that outfit slash whatever, and or I have I've done to makeup or hair or whenever perfect storm, I'm a seven and a half. And on the every other day, look at your own risk. Like I'm I'm wearing a giant sweatshirt. I worked out this morning. I'm going to go to the park after this because the temperature reached above 40 today. And that's walk-in weather. For me, that's walk-in weather. So I'm going to throw in a couple of laps at the park with maybe a dog. As long as I don't chip my pants, we're good for it. But people don't see themselves. And I think I'm being generous. So people don't see themselves. But my husband will turn to me and say, you're out of your mind. You're a 10. And I'm going to say, you're out of your mind. I blow you. That's why you think I'm a 10. Like, um, no, that's you're out of your mind. You already know and have forgotten. So I'm going to have to remind you. I've even said it on pod. I'm going to tell it again and you're not going to cut this out. So fuck you. Oh, we were in New York. One of the many times we were in New York staying at the same hotel. My husband and I were in the lobby and didn't realize that you guys had already arrived. We were all gathering and meeting up for the first time that morning. Explain you were trying to finish the last Harry Potter book because you didn't no, want any of us No, that came later. To... That tr- well, that was the time frame. Yeah. But, that, <clears throat> but th- that came later. This was early in the trip. My husband and I were in the lobby having our coffee, having our whatever. And then we were near the window just looking out on the city street as you do. Right. And walking past was this New York model. She was part of a couple, but I was like, damn, this is this is some New York street art right here. Model just walking right the fuck by. Walked into the lobby. So I just kept looking to see, like, how do people dress? What's New York like? What are models like? And it was you, you idiot. And the second you came up to me, I stood up and yelled because I have no sense of any kind of anything. <laughs> I was like, I thought you were a model. <laughs> no, and everybody's like, oh, you know, and you had this big scarf around you and like the whole fucking thing. I legit, that's not a compliment. That's not, I love you so much. I did not recognize you from profile, from a distance, and everything about you in that moment, in that walk, in that confidence, in that outfit, in that body, in that you-ness was fucking New York model. Now, I didn't invent that. What year was love that? from you. What year was that? Every fucking year of your life. So that's number one. Now for the listeners, I'm also going to do, have you ever seen this movie from Adam Sandler called Just Go With It? It's one of his more recent movies where he's pairing up with Jennifer Aniston. There's one where there's like a murder caper. This one is, she's his, he's a surgeon and she is his Nurse assistant, office, office person. Office that's right. manager, nurse assistant. And ends up in a situation where she's pretending to be his ex-wife. So if you've seen this movie, it's called Just Go With It. If you hadn't, you need to watch it. Because the Jennifer Aniston character, fashion-wise, is Melissa. She is this woman who, part of the through line of the movie, is she has, to quote Adam Sandler, a sneaky hot body. So she wears regular clothes in regular life, and then he goes out and buys all these crazy you're my rich ex-wife persona clothes and dolls her up and they play the boom ba boom music and all the rest of it. But then they go to Hawaii together because it's idiotic in Hollywood. And she's just wearing shit that normal people would wear. And then she you know? runs into whom? Jean, short, jean shorts and all this kind of stuff. And then, you know, she's in a bikini and she looks better in the bikini than than Declan Brookhart and all the or rest of the Brooklyn people. Or Brooklyn Decker. Yeah. Um, Is that her name? Brooklyn Decker. I'm so close. <laughs> Not really. So close. That's really close. But if you had to choose one of those women to be as cute as Jennifer Aniston is and as packed into joy or what 
Brooklyn Decker is who you want to be, right? I don't, I don't know that I can say. Oh, yes. my God. What? Yeah, I, I can. I'll do it. Brooklyn Decker is who I would like to resemble. Her, she, and she is a delightful specimen. But I have such a hard time. We were doing this the other day, wildly inappropriately, in a, in a stolen moment when I was working with these these women. We started doing the, not the Mary Fuck Kill, but there was they were calling it like a hall pass or something. Sure. They were saying, and so they were all talking about who they were going to fuck and all the rest of this stuff. And they were, the range of people that they were picking was so strange. And I just, I have a hard time separate. Some of them were saying, he's too pretty. Is there such a thing? Because when you're fucking them, oh. it's not, you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't care. Like, that's not, I'm not in a relationship with you. Like, that's, we're not playing the relationship game. Who would I marry? That's very different. This is, this is. Right. I don't want to. bar com- would you like? Right. I don't yeah. want to compete for mirror time before we go out, but I. Well, I'm not going out with you. You do you remember to stand? I'm having sex with you right now on this washing machine. Like, that's what's happening right now. So the whole notion of it was, I, in that moment and right now, am realizing it was difficult to separate the body from the person when it came to this, who are you going to fuck game. But when I'm playing the whose body do you want? It's all tied in there. Jennifer Anderson is very cool. She is an actual person. And she's smoking hot, oh my lordy gorgeous. And she's got a degree of difficulty that Deckler does not have. Oh my What's God. her name? Brooklyn. Her name's Brooklyn. <laughs> right. Right. She's got the natural height ratio. She's got lots of nips. She's got lots of tucks. She's the, they're just, they're not. So I feel like. She's 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 on she's not doing a double cow towel backward sat fit right on the gymnastics thing. You got I don't know how to do gymnastics references, but I feel like the degree of difficulty for Jennifer Aniston pushes her over. The, why do you not buy any of this? Because I don't make any sense. Well, I just think I think <laughs> Jennifer Aniston's adorable. She's beautiful, but if you've got to pick a body to have or hold for this day forward, Brooklyn Decker is pretty much like. She's up there with the greats. She's, She's up there with pretty the much at the peak of of everything everybody every human wants. She is tall. She is stacked. She is flat where she needs to be flat and bumpy where she needs to be bumpy. She's gorgeous. I think it's a scientific thing, less less subjective subjective and more scientifically. This is peak whatever. Um, oh, you know what? And I'm just I've fallen victim to the same thing that I see everyone else. It's not an either or. It's a both and. I'll be both. I'll have both in the closet. Meanwhile, we think we're neither. One body, one day. Yeah. No, I, I know that I'm neither, but that's, I'm not, you know. We're all such good friends, the three of us. Jennifer, Becker, and, and Declan. Maybe, she, li- maybe she likes you so much because you know her name so well. You know what? She's great. I think you're great. Everybody's great. Um, I would like to look better in a photograph. That's all I'm saying. Because inside my head, the photograph of me looks fucking smoking. And then I look at the photograph and I'm like, who is that? Why'd you take that? That's not me. I'm going to need to see the dress. I'm going to need to see <laughs> the picture. I, I, There's no way around it. You're going to have to put it's up. It's not good. It's not good. Put up, it's put out. Good. I'm saying, and to the point where these clothes, I not only got complimented by people on the street, I got complimented by a male client in a pitch on my dress. Wow. That's the kind of thing where that's sort of like what's happening now? And it wasn't it it was very 
relaxed and natural and not creepy or anything. He he just casually was like, that's a great dress, by the way. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. But it's the sort of thing where you don't fucking do that. He doesn't know me. We've never met before. Let's, it was very weird. It wasn't, let's fuck. It was no sharp as hell. Look at you. No, no. Look at you and represent. we were at an architecture firm. So I like it when, you know, people who are in a field of, we must focus on the look. Whatever. I'm saying I need more photographs of you in my life plastering every surface. No. Is there no. something in your life, sweet Amy, that you could not give up, even if it was like, well, if you gave up coffee, Amy, we could solve the world's problems. Is there just something that is a deal breaker for you that you could not give up? Does that have to be a thing? Or are you talking about like joy, love, color, happiness? Those are not going away. Sorry. The world will burn. And I'll be happy about it. No. I mean, so you're talking about a physical thing? Yeah. I'm sure there. Something that I can't give up, but if the I, I I cannot envision that my desire to have or keep or maintain doing something at the expense of the entire planet, meaning immediate destruction, because don't come at me with global warming, fucking slow burn. I am keeping my coffee. Okay, that's how that's gonna go. I'm running the shower too long. Sorry, that's what I'm doing. Not gonna compost this banana. So that's the way it is. So a friend of mine is is in a business and another business is like, yeah, we love what you're doing. You're killing it. We'd like you to come and show our company how you did this. We're going to fly you down. It'll be great. We're sending a PJ for you. Fantastic. I'm, what's the problem? Yep. Let's go. You know that private jets are the cause of, I mean, flying with lay folk is better for the environment. It's better for it. Would you... Have a problem taking a private jet. Nope. Double nope. Think about buying one myself for fractional ownership. Can we, is it, is it worth it? If we're even considering flying somewhere, should we make this the moment that we take the whole family on a private jet? I don't make it a lifestyle. I don't make it a habit. It's an experience that I will have, have yet to have. Yeah. And think would be fun. If someone told me, you will never get to be on a private jet and in exchange this thing will happen. Of course I choose that. But if you tell me of all the people on private jets, you are going to self-select out because your role in this very disastrous, environmentally disastrous yeah. thing is somehow impactful or greater or complicit. Fuck no. Fuck no. I'm, I'm just as worthy of destroying this planet <laughs> as those other hundred billionaires. Mm. Right. Don't don't fucking come at me with that. So would you eschew a private jet? You've maybe been on a private jet before. I have not. I have not. You, would you eschew the opportunity to ride one in any distance? Here's the other thing. I don't actually want to be on a private jet because they're smaller and they're more susceptible to the dead turbulences. So I don't love that part. But OK, can I get on Air Force One? Hit it. I want to go. Let's let's I would in it. Why would I not want to be on that? I think that's on my bucket list getting on Air Force One. However, I will tell you the closest I could ever come is in this specific presidency. And there is no way it's going to happen because I have Uncle Joe. I have let's go. fewer than six degrees from Joe Biden. But there is no way that uh, and I hate to fly. So maybe a private jet wasn't the best Example, I am curious, though, this week, what is there anything that you chose not to steal that we need to praise you for? Because I think it's important to reinforce your positive <sighs> behaviors. Uh, 
I saw that on the board. I, I saw that you put what didn't Amy Steele this week, and I I was charmed. I was charmed by your By a whole segment, because leaving the supermarket this week, uh, I saw wood, ice, news. Oh, my God. When I go to get a newspaper, and I put it in that little thinger, and I open the... Yeah, take five. Why is yeah. there? Why do people trust you to take one newspaper? There's a whole pile. And when you don't, nobody praises you for taking just one. Plants outside the, the market, there, there's so much. And I was kind of swept up in it this past week. And I thought, I don't think I praise Amy nearly enough for not stealing. I love that. And I welcome and will receive your praise next week when I haven't stolen anything. Because I super stole some shit this week. Oh, no, really? Well... <clears throat> it was less than I wanted to. Okay. But okay. but we ratcheted it up from pudding <clears throat> to what? This I don't think this really counts. Oh god. <laughs> um well, I there's so much of it that really shouldn't count, but this one uh you be the judge, listener. All right. Stayed in a boutique hotel called Arrive. And the reason I mention that is part of their shtick. It was very groovy. The entire elevator was wrapped in such a way where it, the whole thing looked like had floor, walls, and ceiling were all the same pattern. So I mean, it's just a, it was a groovy hipster kind of a place. Everywhere they put their initial, which is an A for arrive. That's you. So everything had these beautiful initials on them, even the hairdryer bag, which is a nice little canvas drawstring bag. In the right color with a beautiful A on it. And I have it now. <laughs> fuck you. You got enough of them. There's one on your hospitality cart. You don't know what's missing. And honestly, and there was a nice pillow on the bed, which is super gorgeous with a big A on it. Like really in lieu of the roll pillow, they had this oversized A pillow. And I completely only did not steal that because I didn't pay for the room. My clients brought me down, oh. and I just didn't want on their... I mean, it's one thing to have some mystery charge. Like, I risked it. If they have a mystery charge on the thing that says hairdryer bag, like if they would actually say there was damage to the room, then they would go and dispute it and be like, what? You're kidding. No, because they don't listen to this podcast. And then the other <laughs> thing is... <clears throat> but if it said, like, missing pillow... Oh, they would know. They, missing that's kinda, a I don't pillow. Want, I just don't... Ha, <laughs> see what you did. I just don't want to... I don't want to invite that kind of conversation. It's big. You're oh, now the, traveling with that? That's part of the fun. No, that's part of the challenge. That's what, I, that's what I like. It's part of the challenge. The bigger it is, the better it is. But no, I only took the bag, and I'll show you the bag. And you would have taken it, too, and given it to me. I would have. And I always steal from hotels. Like, that's just part of the fun. So it's not really stealing. I mean, it, uh, it's stealing. I've told you I, in the I past. Don't... I've told you in the past. I did the kids' laundry at a laundromat because kids for after camp because camp is gross and laundromats are gross and that's perfect. And get match. it all done in one. All so done combo. in the in the gazunda size washing. And Bingo. a woman there was washing maybe three, four hundred white towels, and I said, "Oh, white. That's brave. I've got kids. I don't white as much." Is the whitest thing to say, and. She said, oh, yeah, you know, we had a flood and now I we're staying at a hotel and I've stolen all of the towels from a hotel. And I said, oh, I see how you use the word stolen. So you understand the towels are not yours, correct? And she said, everything is for the taking in a hotel. She said, I have 30 to 50 hair dryers that I've taken from hotels, the robes. I said, there's actually a sign on the robe that they says, charge you. you may use no. it here, but if it disappears, you're going to get another 50 to to $100 charge on your, 
I don't think she looked at the bill afterwards or they're afraid of her because she fleeced everything out of hotel rooms. Okay. What is legal to take from a hotel room? Number one, I have removed a fair amount of towels from hotels, not for my own use, because hotel towels are gross. They're gross. They're the best hotel towels are still a far cry from what you have at home. They're not great. So they're not something that you covet. They're meant the to be durable. Reason, they're not meant to be you. enjoyable. I have taken hotel towels in the form of, I need to take this wet item home. I'm wrapping it in this very small hotel towel. And when I get home, I throw that towel away. Or it goes in the rag bin, right? That's that's Dog waste feet. that the hotel is unfortunately used to accommodating. Am I doing the right thing? Absolutely not. Am I worried about it? A thousand times not. It's a towel. Fuck you. And I feel like what she did was knock over a hospitality cart and run down the hall with it. Sounds like squeaking. it. Because how do you, what in the, and everything that she took is weird. You don't need, okay, I understand. 35 hair dryers. I can get my, yeah, I can get my head around the mental state that we have nothing. I have, have convinced myself that stealing this hair dryer, which can be had for $19 in a, in a Walmart, that stealing this hair dryer Somehow, I deserve it. You don't deserve 35 hair dryers. That's like going into an office and stealing a cart full of reams of paper as opposed to taking home, you know, a handful of paper because you need to print your kid's report or something. There, It's all theft. It's all wrong. But one of it is, like, problematic wrong. Yeah, but it's she could rationalize it. Crime. She rationalized yeah. it by saying... What they charge you for hotel rooms is outrageous. So they expect no, you to take it no. and that makes they up don't. for it on the other side when they charge you more. I said, well, I feel like I'm None getting charged more so that you can steal their hair dryers. I tell you what they did do. And it made me really irritated, even though it should make me very grateful. And um, it should have felt thoughtful to me. But instead, it was super off putting. They had a long wooden board, a clipboard that was a stylized clipboard. So it was more like a charcuterie board, a very thin, long, narrow, oversized, hipster. Nobody could ever use this as a clipboard clipboard. Just had a clip at the top where they put all their shit. Here's where you do room service. Here's where you do this. Here's what okay. happens in the downtown. And right on top was an elongated envelope that said, my name is, in handwritten, Deborah, and I take great pleasure and pride in cleaning your room for you today. Please leave tips here in this envelope for me. Here's where you're going to leave my tips. Well, and I looked at that thing. I have stayed time, in hotels. Like, I travel without cash, Debbie, so fuck off. I've stayed in hotel rooms with you before, and I know that you don't tip in hotel rooms. I should, and I will maybe start. I'm supposed to. I can't. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off is the name. I, I Fuck off. I kind of don't want you in here anyway. Because what are you doing except knowing that I took your hairdryer bag? Like, I don't need you. I didn't buy anything from the mini bar, even though I was really hungry late in the night. I didn't know there was a mini bar. They were so fucking hipsters. And it was behind this mirrored wall that I didn't realize moved. It was on a track. So then I fucking moved that. And I was like, oh, I'll be, okay, great. And then all the stuff in there, a uh, Reese's peanut butter cup, not king size, not king size, a regular size. You've seen it. I, you know what size it is. I'm well aware. It was Five dollars for two cups, two dollars and fifty cents a cup. A cup. I almost wanted to open it up and smear it on the wall and then not pay for it. I didn't do any of these things. I just rolled that mirror back in place. Fuck you. I'm not doing it. 
it was like a warehouse. It was like a downtowny. So there was no, there were rugs under the bed, and then the floor is concrete. Debbie, I'm paying you to not vacuum a concrete floor. Stop it. It was super groovy, hipstery. I'm not, I'm not putting you know, folding money in an envelope for you. Who has that? So a bag with your initial on it. Yes, that's all I stole from them. That's it. Stop it. I know that there's (coughs) product that you took from them as well because... I didn't. I've gotten out of the habit. I no longer... And first of all, they are... I want to do this in my house now. They have the... All the shit bolted to the wall in a way that benefits you. So they have a full size everything so you don't run out. That's why I like it. It's better for them. It's better for the environment. Those are pluses, but they're downstream from my benefit as the client staying in the room. I'm not going to run out because I'm not packing soap. And I've really gotten out of the habit even of packing shampoo and conditioner, even though I should, and face soap. So having all that stuff right there and ready to go and on the wall in plentiful quantity. What I don't like is all these hipster places, the scents that they pick. Yeah are always like bourbon, you know, tobacco, Manny Man, oh, hipster musky. groove scent. They're musky. Yes. Little and they patchouli, the, weed, and musk, all of the... Stick with citrus, you know, a bright and citrusy vanilla clean, lemon. yeah. Even a grapefruit-scented man, that works for me. And a grapefruit-scented woman works for me, too. An undernut musk, lick 'em stick 'em tobacco wood wacky weed i don't want that scent you had me at under nut and you retained me at wacky weed so yes (laughs) yes and yes my poor clients are gonna have to relocate their office that they've been in for 20 straight years not because because it's it's a historic walk-up it's in right in downtown memphis it is a block and a half from the lorraine motel it is right near beale street it is Memphis, Memphis, oh my God, my God. And then the first floor has flipped over into an Airbnb and their entire building smells like weed every day of the week. And they can't have clients over anymore. It smells like weed. <clears throat> they have to move. Oh, that's they a shame. They have to move or buy the building, which is in the millions. And they're like, okay, I guess we're fucking moving. That's a shame. Or we're going to smell like weed. Weed is everywhere. It's Since everywhere. Since you told me about the Portland Herbie weed. Aids. Now it's I've everywhere. got weedy, weed, 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 wacky weed, weed all over the weeds. It's a lot. Just chew it. Why do you have to smoke it, you wacko? Yeah, you, you can eat it. You don't smell it when I do it, so it's fine. It's fine. You're not smoking weed anymore. You chew your weed. When's the last time you smoked weed around me? Not, because you would eat a gummy. Correct. I, I, COVID has me never smoking weed again, but I will eat it in almost any form. Bingo. Um, so this week I had somebody request that I step outside my box and I'm going to give it a hard pass, and you're going to see why. Oh. There's a, for the last couple of years, it didn't happen, but we're back again at the synagogue where I belong, and they are having a gala. It's their big fundraiser. My kids worked it a couple of years to volunteer, and I've been a member for however long and been supporting it. Not this one, but a previous one. I, I got one of James Taylor's guitars in a in a raffle, an auction, or whatever it was. Super great. And a lo- Longenberger, Longdenberger, L- Longaberger. Is that, basket. Is that the pointless basket thing where what the fuck yeah, do I do from with somewhere, this? Somewhere bullshit Pennsylvania and they wrap the outside with willow and then like colored willow. Yeah, it's Longaberger basket. Well, I have one in my basement and I was hoping it would die and on its own and fall apart, but it hasn't. So if anybody wants it with all the accoutrement no, inside. No, that's the kind of thing where, you know, 
Antiques Roadshow is going to take that from your ancestors' hands later, and they'll be like, oh, this piece is worth bazillions of dollars. Congratulations. So just keep it boxed up. Never, yeah, it's, give that to somebody who cares about it years from now. Don't ever use it, because why would you? Why would I? And also, yeah, there you have it. Okay, next. It might have the high hose, which are um, Snow White's seven friends. <laughs> I had almost life-size high hose that my kids would play with, so it has, I think, all of the high hose in it right now. Anyway, uh, so I get this phone call on my answering machine. Now, dear listener, I have an answering machine. I know I'm the only one left, but I want you to know the reason I still have it is because there are five messages from my Nana on the tape. And Nana is no longer with us. And I love to hear her voice, even though as you get to number four and five, she's not quite sure who she is to me. She's just calling me because she knows this is a human that she loves who maybe sent her cookies or flowers and wants to thank me, but she's a little confused. I love those messages. They are gold to me. So that's the reason. Oh, also because Verizon has decided that if we bundle three services, it could be cheaper than just two services being phone and internet. Great, great, great. Moving on. Oh, it's it's blinking, that answering machine. I, I haven't seen that in... I don't know, a hundred years because... Didn't realize you still work. Correct. I thought you were just a tape deck. Yeah, I thought you were a player box. So I hit the button and it says, hi, I'm calling about the gala. And I thought, that's great. I'm not going. I did get your invitation (laughs) a week ago and it went directly from my right hand to the trash can. Am I going to write a check for something? Maybe. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. However... I have no intention of dressing up and going out and being social with people. Mostly, I don't know. That's that's not me. I think, dear listener, you know that that's not me. Then, if you listen to the end of the message, she says, and we'd like to talk to you about emceeing the evening. <laughs> what? Thank, Why? Thank you. And I said, what? Why? What? Why? What? No! Let me start at the beginning. Absolutely not. I and choice B still no. And choice C, you're really that sad. Like what is happening that I am your. Let's be crystal clear. You could do the fuck out of that job better than anyone else. But you ain't going to do that job. That's why I'm laughing. That's like if they called you up and said, uh, we would like you to be on the cover of our nude babes on the beach series for the synagogue. Would you do it? Thank you, eyeballs. The answer is like, what? Why? No, we're doing doing we're doing a calendar of people with seven chins, and we thought you might be interested. (laughs) Okay, now we're in my wheelhouse. Come do the chins. I can do a calendar chin calendar, so everybody's going to look at me for. Can I get February? It's the shortest month. Come on, are you kidding me? So a day passes, and there's another blinking happening. First of all. The reason we don't know that calls are coming in is because I don't think we have a phone hooked up to this thing. It's just, there's no ring. It's just, here's a voice from out of nowhere, somewhere else. So someone else called. My question is, what number am I on the list? 70? How many people did you ask before you got to Melissa? Because... I don't know. The phrase, you probably give them money, though. You probably give them money, though. Let's be honest. You, I bet you give them money. Well, I joined... And don't go. So that's a couple grand right there. But that's the membership. That's how much money we give. We have, unlike churches, synagogues have dues that you have to pay. 
And, okay. and once a year, somebody gets up and says, here's why you need to pay us more than your dues. So initially when we moved, I wanted a community and I like the Jews. Don't know how I feel about their leader, but I, I'm all in on the. I'm really share. sorry. Who's the leader of the Jews? Because I mean, my, it's supposed to be Jesus, but that didn't work out. Who's the leader of the Jews? His dad. God? You have, you yeah. don't know how you feel about God? Do you? Well, yeah. Is that the God is good theory again? It's great. And yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Well, you can have those. No, feelings. no, 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 no. I, I, I am not. Um, Give us chocolate cake. You know how we were talking about categories, putting people in categories? All faith-based entities that receive my love are in the category of universal source creation energy, right? The things that are that which I do not understand actively working in my favor all the time and yours. So yeah, I'm super down with the whole category. So I don't know. Well, there's some of them are more powerful than others. Some of them mean more on a certain day than others, but they're in a category that gets an A plus check plus plus gold star from me. A hundred. You hedging your bets with comments? I'm like not that hedging my bets. Like I'm that? not hedging my bets. I'm not hedging my bets. I I am agreeing with you partly that some days I'm kind of like, all right, the whole. I mean, you know, Book of Mormon is a beautiful reminder of some of this shit is a human understanding that's kind of bonkers. You know, if you ever watch that fiction uh, story, American Gods, it's a wonderful little romp into all the different deities, some of whom are more powerful than others, and some of whom aren't there to help you. So, in I, I have a fictionalized idea of universal energy as a category and then I have a profound humbling gratitude and blissful lack of understanding of the way those forces are working because I trust they're always working in my benefit so I'm 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 a fence sitter but in both cases it's bring it whatever you got come on let's go Hindus are great they got tons of gods it must be so much fun anyway it's I'm I'm pro god I think it's great God is great. It's not just good. And I don't even pay dues. I don't do any of the shit I'm supposed to do. Okay, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think my my check, my yearly check, even though I do services on a couch or don't at all is is getting me this gig. And the phrase you come highly recommended at the end of the thing is like, okay, you don't you don't have to do that. I will be sending you a text Monday morning that says, "Thank you, but no, leave leave funny to mommy. You have a comedy podcast. You're not afraid of a microphone. You're fucking stunning, gorgeous, and look like a model. You're a dues-paying member who has a healthy disrespect for whatever's up there making shit happen. It sounds <laughs> like you got disrespect. the it sounds like you got the gig. Right? Let's snap your I don't fingers. Want the gig. Jack Benny, you know, Joni Rivers, Right, Lenny Bruce, let's snap your fingers and hurry up, kids, with those donations. We need to move these pictures that some loser donated. You got to pay too much money for this ugly art. Come on, let's go, bring it. I'm not doing it. You should do it. And you should do it. And you should do it. I'm gauging my friends on do it. You should do it. On how they respond to this. Do it. Do it. Do it. And I don't think that you were 90th on the list. I don't think that this same voicemail was left for 18 people before you. I think that you uniquely do come highly recommended. And I know in your heart you accept 
receive and believe what I just told you. I know that's true. So just I'm asking you to fixate on it because I think you're also thinking, why would they call me? I'm not really in their band. I don't fucking get it. They got nobody else. They must have gotten down to me. That might, That's what I'm thinking. That might be true on some level, but moving you rapidly to the top of the list is your qualification to be the MC of fucking anything any day of the week and kill it. You know that's true. And if you don't, you need to slap yourself in the face because it's true. Hey, you put on the board, so the answer is no. You put on the board, <laughs> zombie apocalypse. Yes. I am curious a thousand reasons, and I have not started to watch that the end of us rest of the us, last whatever. of us and don't watch it because you you don't want to watch it super it's heart-wrenchingly excellent but why do you want people slowly die that's not we can entertain ourselves in so many other ways i don't need to see that pass well this conversation or this concept was also in our lives this week on this side in the northern part of the east coast with the would you Possibly in the Andes. Would you eat your spouse if if it came down to if it came down to you starving to death or the dead dude next to you is lunch? Like what would you what sustenance? Hmm. I've I've already gutted you and lived inside of you to keep warm. Am I going that's to eat pretty, you now yeah, too? That's a pretty easy one for me. Because if I'm stranded this week, I've got such a long runway before I am near death from starvation that I would have to make that choice. So I'm either going to get found or recognize that once I consume this corpse, corpse, I'm dead anyway. So I'm not going to do that on my way out. So the answer is no, because I've got enough chipmunk cheese all over my body that I'm going to survive it until they come get me or until I rationalize the idea, accept the idea then ain't nobody coming to get me, and I'm not going to be a cannibal on the way out. So it's a double tap no for me. That's past no. If it's you, and you're dead in like 60 hours because you can't exist without getting some fucking protein on your bones, <laughs> you got a hard decision to make, Sally. I don't think it's a hard decision for me. Um, I don't think I would be really great in a horror movie in tragedy like that. I mean, you heard last week of my story running from gate to gate with negative Thought 30 of you seconds. many times as I was in the airports. Yes. Okay. Like the mouth going dry. Like I, I'm not one who's going to fight. I watch these things. I'm like, holy shit, go girl. And I'm like thinking for myself, I'm a succumb <laughs> to whatever is. I'm the first one to say, eat me. Like I, there's not, you're not going to enjoy it. So here's, I, I can't see myself doing it. I can't see it happening. That was what was so interesting. Eat with these clients, when we were having the conversation of who would you fuck, everybody immediately went to Pedro Pascal, who is in The Last of Us. And that immediately went to talk of zombie apocalypse. And someone actually said, I'd never thought of this before. Would you survive the zombie apocalypse? And before anyone could answer, one of the women piped up and said, why would you want to? And I thought, hey, now, she's right. We should just carry the cyanide pills for when the zombie apocalypse comes. Because I know that was so bad, but I love it. <laughs> the bop of the bop of lips. Brooklyn Decker. Listen, listen. <laughs> Not that hard. Listen. Declan Brooker. Look, look at it. I don't, do you even want to survive it? If it means you have to chew on your spouse in a non-sexual way in a nutritive manner pass right nutritive right yeah. if it, if the whole idea is i want to survive 
by going through this literal mental and physical torture only to be faced with remaining mental and physical torture forever. We get to rebuild society with like a cockroach and 14 arm limbs. What a no, Oh, no. And Twinkies. No, thank you. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Do we really want to? No. Do we really no, want to? No, I'm telling to? you. Okay. I'm telling you, you're coming up with zombie apocalypse. I could name a hundred things that are less world ending than that, that I don't need to survive either. Like I, my hands are halfway up in the morning when I wake up in the morning, when I just get out of bed, I half give up. So it's not that long of a trek for me to do the full surrender. I might hold out till after the summer because at least I will get to spend a couple of months in warmth and in the sun. And, and, but once that new winter comes, take me quickly because no, I'm not fighting for this place in the world that hard. I do feel like I want to see my kids fall in love and be loved in return. And there are definitely things I want to see. What if it's a zombie apocalypse yeah, and you're taking everybody? In the Bye. That's not happening right. in the zombie apocalypse. You're, right. not, you're surviving for some shit that's already gone. So I agree. I feel it. Oh, I had a weird feeling that the age that I was going to die came to me. And I thought, oh, your choice is to accept it and know that 83 is the is the number for you or you can fight it by getting on that bike and working harder or walking more or eating better and I rolled over and I took a bite of a Twinkie and I called it a night and said look I'm going to enjoy the time I have here I I hope all of these things come into come into fruition when I, I can see them and be a part of it but if the take me, take me, I volunteer as tribute. No, she's right. I don't want to survive that. And if I'm not seeing the three things I want to see with my children, I am not eating my husband to make it through. I am not doing any of those things. <laughs> I can't make it from gate C3 to gate C11 without yeah, but you shouldn't blowing have to. Yeah, but you shouldn't have water. To. That's the gate's fault. All over the jetway. So I am not really great under duress, physically, whatever. No, I will not eat my spouse. How did this number come to you? Was it in a dream? Was it I don't in a know. daydream? It was, was it in, a, in it was the form in a of wake. a cake slice that had been decorated thusly? What, how did it arrive in your doorstep? It just came to me not while I was awake, but not while totally alert. But 80, I don't know. The number 83 was like, well, this is this is it for you. And I was like, 50, 33. All right. All right. I I accept that as long as there's no zombie apocalypse. I accept that because I don't really think I have a choice. And here we go. Let's let's make these 33 years banging. Let let's do a really well, I'm good I'm down for that for sure. But I got to I mean I I question the source. It's you. You're not really trustworthy. You know. I'm not. So why do you want me to MC your gala? I am not trustworthy. <laughs> know that now. Shifty MCs are the best. I you just <laughs> All you're doing is just heightening your qualifications when I know that you're going to lie. Especially when you're trying to convince people to spend money. I'm going to go out with my James. Yes. I'm going to go out with my James Taylor guitar and I'm going to strum that shit for him. I don't know why I keep clearing my throat. No, I mean, just dreams are wild things. I, I had a dream last night that I was super into grave robbing and I mentioned something to my husband 
and he was really into it and he wanted What'd to do you find? it. No, he oh, I wait. just said, I like, you know, I've just you things you don't know about me and we're all together and I was like, Well, I mean I'm I've gotten really good at grave robbing and I, I think it's really fascinating and it's kind of fun and it's just it's nice, peaceful mind it's just a great activity. And he's like, Yeah, I love it. And I was like, Really? And it was I don't so expect ex- that from him. No, I don't expect it from him ever at all. And I but I was just so charmed to think that we could go knock over these these tombstones and pull out shit out of the earth and keep it. It felt like really good. And maybe it's because my client's husband's an anthropologist and I had spent a good portion of the time oh. talking about Brian, but still I feel like, I feel like that's, I don't want to rob graves. I'm not a Do thief. Do you think people are burying themselves with very valuable things when they're smart? Or are you going for like gold teeth? Like, what are we talking about? Are you a beggar at the feast or are you? No, it wasn't about, it was, it was honestly in the dream. It was like the edge of the container. And it sounds so morbid now that it's actually not just the pictures that I saw in my head. I would like break off the edge of the casket and then you could like pull out a skull and it was like, look, I found a skull. Like, that's not, I don't want any of it. It's creeping me out to say it. And at the time it was like, it was like breaking off the edge of a chocolate bar and finding a nut. Like that's Mm. how it was. I was like, Ooh. And instead I'm like knee deep in corpse feces. No, I don't want this. I don't want this. And the fact that I thought my husband would be like down there with a shovel with me, getting it on like we're let's do it let's dig out whatever the fuck's in here wow none of this so is much accurate. there's so much right there um i also had that- a dream that our friend crit had a massive zit on her back and she needed me to pick it for her so a lot of things are going on in my dreams that are not i'm not touching that not. one it was the like zit a, it was or like, the story it was like the circle of the zit was the like the entire back was this big round inflamed red area and then right in the middle you had to I and D it. There was something. I don't know about all that, but I was like, yeah, you've you got know, something back here. Did you want me to get you know, it? <laughs> grave robbing is a very um, difficult career to sustain. Uh, maybe. It's a lot of hard work getting to that. Six feet under is not just a phrase. They you bury just, that just, shit pretty low. Like everything else, you just have to delegate. You've got to get people to do the dig. I'm not fucking digging. I'm an executive okay, grave robber. I'm not going to fucking dig. I will. They'll build a ladder for me. I will and with my white gloves. That's how we found the title of this show. I will step down. And- <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you can do that. First of all, FYI, this is not life. legal. You could do this anything is not legal. in life. <laughs> it's a, I, your ambitions to steal. Like initially it started with no, stealing no, 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 from no, no, the no, no, easy. No. And now Come you're on. digging six feet. The, the, the twist. The media. They yeah. twist your words. You're not twisted. This is not what happened. I... Do not steal because I am not a thief. The term robbing is a misnomer here. I'm is just it? I'm just exploring your remains and self-selecting a few to take with me. That's not robbing. Who wants um, your skull? You put it in the earth. That's where we put our trash. Right. You didn't want it, so you can't tell me that <laughs> I can't have it. I came upon it. Fucking bingo. I don't think that's going to work because you absolutely pay for that land and you're trespassing. So immediately. I mean, hey, hey, ho, ho, hee, hee, ha, ha. Dear listener, what did you not steal this week? For what do you need praise that you have not received it? Because... I think that's our new mission, to praise you for the small victories, making it to your hotel and not stealing the actual hairdryer, but taking its case, like not taking the pillow. You need praise too. We shouldn't just pour praise on Amy, who does 
deserve it. Write us, brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Go see us on any of the socials at Listen Brilliant or Facebook at Brilliant Observations, Brill Ob Squad. Send us a picture of something you didn't steal. You should be proud of yourself. Just give us a, it's probably going to be outside a supermarket because they're dumb. Ice, ice is a big one. Oh, it's open and I said I was going to buy one bag. Let us know. We would love to hear it because like, what the fuck else are you doing? I know. Come see us. Come see us. We love you. Bye. When I show you that bag, you're going to fucking want it. Bye.